Hey everybody, thanks for checking out this episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyam. Feel free to subscribe to the show. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, whatever you fancy just to get it automatically. You can catch the show on the Stitcher app if you use that. Like the podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. Public email is josh at MyFirstSketch.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at MyFirstSketch. So this is episode 100. It's crazy to think that I've done 100 of these. From just wanting to see people's embarrassing first attempts at writing comedy, to talking about what makes people laugh, and why they want to make others laugh, this has been a great way for me to learn more about old friends, new friends, and really talented people who all share a love for something that can be so special. I hope you've enjoyed however many of these episodes you've listened to. I hope you've even learned something, because I sure have. Today's guest is someone I consider a mentor, Brian Kelly. You may know him from Secret Pants, or if you took a class with him at FIT, or from Philly Sketchfest. When we did the original version of my first sketch at Black Friday Comedy Marathon in 2015, he shared his first sketch. So here is the audio from that show. So let's go to the sketch. So I said, wrecked him. I nearly killed him. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey, and congratulations, Marv. Or should I say doctor? <laughs> hey, hey, look, it's the waiter. Hey, hey, waiter. Hey, you got any recommendations for us tonight? Waiter. You got any specials tonight, waiter? How's the chef? Waiter. <laughs> look, uh, uh, I'm, I'm David. I'm not, I'm not the waiter. Uh, you know what? How about you guys? You guys want everything later. Come on! A cha-cha! Cha-cha! No, I'm, I'm, I'm David. I'm, I'm Susan Stanton. Oh, too sweet, waiter. Come on. Let's, let's talk you a little more wavy, waiter. Come on! So, uh, I heard you were, uh, you were becoming a doctor. Is that right? Oh, did you hear that? Even the waiter knows I'm becoming a doctor! Yeah, you're right. You are the waiter, okay? I can't imagine what the 
rest of the people who work here have to deal with with your sorry, pathetic attitude coming in, all right? You're making hardworking, good, honest people like us being brought down to your level, okay? I'm sick of it. I've lost my appetite. I don't want to become a doctor anymore. I'm not even sure. Are you helping? No, I'm, 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 I'm the, the, the waiter. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't waste it on him, man. He did that on purpose. It's just what he wants. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. He's gonna get, you're gonna get what you've got. Come. Excuse me, sir, are you David? Yes? I'm the manager. You're fired. <laughs> Brian. Who wrote that? Uh, you did, hopefully. No. I'm yeah. hoping not submitting someone else's work. No. Oh my goodness. All right, so tell me about the sketch. Oh, that's an interesting... Uh, you can ask me about that in a from? second. <laughs> um, that's an interesting subject, though. Uh, where did it come from? Um, necessity. Uh, I... Uh, well, I shouldn't say that, um, but I should. It was, <laughs> it was uh, a lot of things, but um, I had... Uh, moved to Philadelphia mm -hmm. and I had met a gentleman uh buddy like I, we became friends uh from working at Blockbuster okay and uh we transitioned to jobs at two different coffee shops together um and we were writing together and uh I felt like hey this guy's a really strong writer and I am not like <laughs> I am I am in I should do something that really helps me become uh, a better writer and put myself in a, in a p position where I'm not like looking at this guy the entire time. Um, so I went and took a class at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater um, and we had an assignment like the assignment was bring a sketch like we had to bring a sketch the first day just a sketch no i had no idea what it would like... be what i was supposed to do necessarily and um there were 30 people in the class that's too many it was a no but i mean i think it was odd to me in many ways but not odd in that i felt that like that's new york who's uh, the instructor ian roberts okay well that's okay it was awesome one of the original four yeah uh, it was, I like, I guess I, if you've, if you've been like, if you've gone on to what the UCB site used to be, it was just a whole, it was a game almost. It was just this puzzle that like you could just click on, you had to figure out what things were clickable and then you would go there and there was like, you know, Easter eggs, There's just tons of Easter eggs. And all of a sudden you'd be like, classes, what? <laughs> there are classes mm -hmm. here? And so I saw that there was this, most of everything they had there was improv and they had a sketch writing class and that's what I wanted to do because I, all I did was sketch. And I didn't really ever think that I would be acting in anything because I shouldn't, I don't know, I shouldn't. <laughs> there, yeah, let's keep it short. I shouldn't. And uh, I went to, I, I, I took a Greyhound bus each week because I didn't know about the Chinatown bus. Mm. And uh, this was before Bolt Bus existed and Mega. Yeah. And we, I had to actually go up there and, and register in person because the internet was, I guess this was 2002. I'm like, I'm just I, like first just like taking my, my, my year kind of after college because I had been working throughout college. I got out of college in four years. I worked three jobs, took summer sessions. It's just like, just, yeah, I, I had like this goal that I was like, going to get this done and I did. And then I was exhausted and I got a job at a coffee shop, and I played in a band, and I wrote comedy. I, I didn't see the world, uh, but I, I had a lot of I had I did what I wanted to do, and that was one of the things I wanted to do. I had to sign I had to go to New York just to sign up for the class. Um, they said everything had to be in person, and I think that was to avoid people signing up online and then not showing up. Yeah. So I waited in line, 
Like, I thought I had to get there super early. I didn't. I signed up. It was very, um, what do they call that? Like, uh, <laughs> what's that word, writer? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just was like, they're like, all right, that's it. You're done. Bye. And I went home. So this big trip to New York that day. Just, oh, that sounds like, oh, that sounds awful to me. But yeah, I wrote it for the class. And um, at the time, the biggest influence I had at that point, like the, the big thing I kept on watching over and over and over was Mr. Show. Mm-hmm. And so my buddy who I'm writing with comes over and I said, hey, could you read this and let me know your first, like, is it a total misfire? Is this real? Like, am I going to embarrass myself? Because I don't mind getting notes. Yeah. But if I'm if I write a sketch that's like just so tone deaf or it says something yeah. it's not trying to say. He's like, you should just call it. So he read it and he goes halfway through. He goes, so uh, you should just call these characters Bob and David. Because <laughs> basically I'm like writing. Uh, I don't know. I, like, I, I, I don't know which one's Bob and which one's David necessarily at this point. But I could tell you why both of those characters like Marv and um, the the date, the, the waiter. Uh, I could tell you like, you know, I think David Cross is the waiter. Like in my heart, and because Bob Odenkirk is just, just Bob, eh, Bob Odenkirk, <laughs> Bob Odenkirk is such a good uh, yeller. Yeah, he's really good at it. So I would, I, I would just like want to hear him be that asshole in Marv. So like you're unknowingly writing a spec script for Mister Show for a class at UCB. Yeah, with so Ian Roberts. Like it's a weird marriage. <laughs> um, and I, you know, like I just, I guess I'm just thinking like, what do I like, and what do I think these things are about, and it's the we did the sketch for the worst of show um the secret the the secret pants 10th anniversary worst of and we put it in the worst of show um (laughs) because it's the first thing you know Mm -hmm. it's it's one it's one of the first things we ever did and it was an inside joke a lot like the waiter and and we would just (laughs) say like ah brian's dumb sketch and which was interesting just in in that like i showed up to a meeting because my buddy who I was playing in a band with, who I still know to this day, um, he says to me, you know, you should meet my friend. He's met all these people from Temple. And Okay, I, so this is the, the Brian, Brian Secret Craig. Pants origin story. Right. Well, I don't, we'll, we'll, we'll save it. Like, no, we can, we can go right into it if you what, want but to. No, but, like, that's, but, when I, but when I, like, the whole thing about the, the sketch in general was Jamie saw it during a 10th anniversary show. Mm-hmm. And she said, it's I, I was funny. I I really enjoyed that. And I went, I went, really? And she goes, yeah, no, it's funny. Like, that's not – it's really cool. Like, you – whether you realize it or not, a lot of what you go to in comedy, uh, what – like, what well, – I don't know. And I think Mr. Show had a lot of anger issues that they were working out yeah. through the comedy. And I feel like I was doing that. And double standards – or just sort of like bullying or like not bullying. Like it's like that, that teasing that's not teasing. Yeah. Uh, to the point where like, it's no longer good natured. It's, it's not good natured. And if you act out of line, like you, you might as well have just, you know, I don't know. Like it's, 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 it just comes across as like you were the problem. Yeah. So I just want I was like, I'm running this sketch uh, about this and I'm going to, hear these like when i hear the voices because i didn't know what voices were supposed to be heard and that was my big thing when i was working with rob because like i had all this interest mm-hmm. in 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 like writing but i i would get i can i would stop myself i would get confused and not ask questions and answer them mm-hmm. i would just get confused and get frustrated and say well i don't know how anybody figures out the next line <laughs> so, so and that was fun, and I went to class. I we read it. Uh, he had notes from Ian Roberts had notes for me. Uh, the notes were to get rid of some stuff that were that was just um, not necessary. Like I had a bunch of jokes in there about like m- the two dudes were like Marv and his friend were uh, Steve were <laughs> were like let's lift let's lift weights and like let's like let's do this and it was sort of like. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm like, I really have a, pr- like, can you tell who I have a problem with? <laughs> and to me, like, okay, the sketch is a bit longer than I mm. would generally. Yeah, it's a long sketch. 
So it was even longer to like to begin with. No, I don't know if it was longer. Okay. I think that just extra stuff peppered in that he he made the point to me that I carried with me from that moment on, which is this isn't about this sketch. Mm. These people are these people and you've written them to be this way. And all of a sudden he's a doctor and all of a sudden he's talking about like, you know, yeah. crushing, you know. <laughs> yeah. In a sketch, you really don't have the space for a character to have like four different major flaws or and I personality had that. traits. Yeah. And like, I had that in like he had four. That's exactly what it was. Like it yeah. shouldn't be a doctor who's a dude bro who lift weights and goes to like. You know, four things. Uh, yeah. Where were you when I needed you? Well, this this is coming from working with you for seven years. Wow. So, like, so uh, thank we should just thank Ian Roberts really. For <laughs> I guess our, so. I guess my comedy tree does go to Ian Roberts now. Like, that's good. I mean, I take it. I'm happy with it. Yeah. I mean, it's it, when I brought it in. Like, he, there were things, and it was tough to hear that because I'm thinking, like, nah, man, like take this, take these jocks and these dude bros down a notch. Yeah. But that maybe you write the jock dude bro sketch and not the annoying and not shoehorn not like the, yeah else. not shoehorned in there and he's like you shoehorn like i don't know what the what you're trying to say i i think i might know but it doesn't i just feel like it's not that this doesn't fit here or if you want that to fit here then change this right um and the one th- and i i'm the one thing uh he did give me was the the uh, black outline which is i felt like that I was like a, a palm to the head when he said it, because uh, he's like he's looking it over and he's like, oh, and by at the end like that you got to get the manager to come back in and, t- and fire him like like he's got to be fired. Yeah, and I, I'm I just was like it just all. So here's the thing. There were thirty people in the class. I didn't get a lot of notes. I got notes that were important, and I went back home and I'm like, wow, I think my sketch went over really well. And then I started getting bummed out because I'm like, oh, if I just keep on bringing stuff in that like works, I don't, I don't get the impression that this is this is the space for that. This is the space to bring in stuff that like, I feel like more time gets spent on people who are really struggling or there's an idea that's not quite yeah. there yet. And um, for the rest of the class, I proceeded to bring in some very questionable material <laughs> you know just to see if there was anything there but i i definitely like yeah i i i had a good experience with that sketch mm. um and i i felt like it did work within uh the frame of like what he was explaining and teaching at, at the class um but we shot it as, as secret pants. We shot it. It was done like um, a three camera mm-hmm. and we couldn't edit it together. Oh, but it was also like there were 13 people on set that day at a catering hall that was graciously lent out to us. Thanks to Samantha's contact. And it just, you know, we, I'm sure we had a lot of fun shooting it and I'm sure it was also long. Yeah. But trying to edit it, I, I mean, I tried to edit it. I think Steve Thorne tried to edit it. And we just kept coming back to the same conclusion, which was this, what we shot doesn't work. It doesn't edit together, and it's not as funny as we maybe read it on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so. it, and it very well could be, because live, there's sketches that need to be on stage, that need to be like live in person, and yeah. there's certain things that have to be shot. Like, that's... Knowing that's part of the battle too, like. But that's the thing. I think that, you know, for for better or for worse, everything has been failure. Like, <laughs> I had to bring in something. You know, I had to bring in the sketch with a character that was four different people in order for me to learn that I can't do that. Hmm. Because if somebody said "great job" and just kept moving on. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten anything at it. Like I don't know, and and in many ways, I felt like that sketch maybe I w- like I wanted. I don't know. I, I was like, was I don't know if I, I don't know. I like to punish myself, but um, there was another gentleman who brought in a sketch. I never saw him after the first class, um, and this class was like a year after nine eleven happened, and he brought in a sketch about two airplane pilots who were trying to 
make everybody feel easy about being in the skies again, but they couldn't help but like keep mentioning certain things. And it was not tasteless. It it went over really well. Uh-huh. I was like, that was a really good sketch. And he just sort of was like, yep, 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 yep. Okay, next. And, you know, you, I don't know. It's like, I feel like that, like you want that time in class. Like you, you, you want to be acknowledged as being a good writer, but then you, but the only way you can really get time. Right. You don't, you don't is by making mistakes. You don't, you want, you're like, I like this, but you want, I like this, but right. You don't want like, I like this. All right. Moving on. Like I got your instincts are good, but yeah, this, 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 this also acceptable. I'll take that too. Yeah. I got instincts were good. Here's some things I think need work. Overall, though, this the, uh, you you know you hit this, you hit this, you hit this, and he was just going through like what he thought w- were the way sketches sort of progressed, mm-hmm. and um, I do feel it was long. I mean, it is long. If you look at the first script I wrote, we we had a page limit at the class, and I totally shortened the font down. <laughs> Because nobody said that. You did the exact opposite of the high school trick of... Yeah, weird, right? Shortened margins. Oh, my God. Yeah. 14 point and... You did the exact opposite, which is... This sketch... Yeah, I got to figure out how to make every word count. I do that now because, like, uh, I'll just omit words to try to make sure, like, the dialogue cuts so I can, like, just kind of, like inch up the page a little bit more. more, Well, it's terrible now because people will look at a four or five page sketch and, and... there will be doubt, especially if you've got big blocks of text or, you know, and my, it can be discounted very quickly or you think you know what's coming. And so that's been really the, I don't know, we just all have so many, I think we all, I don't know, we, we all came up in just sort of this unknown entity of let's try some shit. Yeah. And. I think we all in general respect each other and, and know we're all like giving it our best and putting in the work. So yeah, I mean it's, it's, uh, it's tough to like have these things where you're like, Oh, I just see this coming a mile away. But then like you're, you don't want to, I don't know. I think it's the whole thing about, rules in general like the people like yeah comedy no rules and then here are all these rules for writing like yeah rules of three like yeah if you have a sketch with four beats in it like that doesn't feel right why are you doing that that's breaking like whatever so so you got a buddy in college and then you go to take the class at ucb well the guy out of college like i just met him at a blockbuster right and we just i don't know um he was so angry, and I, I feel that I like it's weird. Um, I don't. You don't want to do this, so you're not making any faces or anything. It's just like I'm like realizing what I'm about to do, so I'm gonna keep this on track. <laughs> um, but uh, he he entertained this idea that I also like made him laugh. Like that. Like I didn't. I. You ever like, I don't know, you just like, I think the world of people and I'm like, wow, the fact that I'm like even allowed to like, if they laugh at a joke that I make, it's it's a really big deal. And I feel he was that guy. He was that guy where I like was saying some stuff that I was, you know, for the first time, maybe having an opinion on something mm-hmm. and trying to communicate that with some comedic or, you know, elements or spark, like, you know, sp- spice and um, he was doing that too, and I, I feel like I, I feel like I definitely gleaned a lot from him. Um, and that relationship ended uh, unexpectedly. Okay. But um, I met Larry through that. Okay. And basically, uh, Larry was friends with this guy, and I met. It's funny too, because like oh, I'm talking about all this anger stuff, and um, I met Larry at um like we were all like, oh, you gotta meet my cousin, and you gotta meet my buddy Larry. Like we're we we should all like get together and like hang out and write 
mm-hmm. together and he I was agreed like but I met Larry in a bar like we ended up going to this Barnes and Noble where his cousin worked I think he worked at the Staples but we were waiting in the Barnes and Noble this was up on like Lancaster Avenue and Bryn Mawr okay. where, where I was like waiting for them and I'm from Kennett Square the mushroom capital of the world like I think <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm out of my element and uh <coughs> me and Larry are just sitting there reading magazines at the magazine stack at this Barnes and Noble and this guy comes across and he's like excuse me excuse me and I keep moving down and like excuse me excuse me and by the time I've moved I've moved like three quarters of the way down like this entire row mm-hmm. and he puts a he puts like he's he's going to put a, a magazine back he could have walked around like by that point it's like pretty clear that we are in a situation that, like, you didn't need me to keep, like, backing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just backed up, and I was like, the whole thing's yours, dude. Have at it. He's like, you got a problem, buddy? And I'm like, Puh! and I laughed at him. And I was like, what are you going to you, you gonna do something? You're not going to do it. Like, it just was like, what I, like, dude, what I said. Like, you're just being a jerk. Just put your, like, you're just being a jerk. That's cool. So we were kind of having a back and forth, um, and his, I guess, it had to be his girlfriend who was, like, sitting in the window and just said, like, you're both stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, I walked away, and Larry was privy to the, like, Larry was just standing there the entire time, and he's like, that was awesome. And he just kept, like, talking to Robbie. He's like, this guy, Brian, like, he totally was, like, giving this guy the business. <laughs> this guy was giving him the business. He was like, come on, like, just stop fucking around. And I don't know. It, it, like, got, it, got, it, it just ended up being this, like, bonding moment. Like, I, I earned Larry's respect in this weird way. And um, I love Larry. I mean, I, I, I really do. Uh, and it's weird because, like, I felt like in many ways, you know, you just in moments you're like, you don't know who you're going to end up sort of seeing and i never thought rob and i would stop being like working Mm -hmm. i don't know um but uh we did and like for good reason and everything has turned out fantastic for everyone like that's the good news yeah and it's been that way pretty much like within a like within a year of everything dissolving between us but it wasn't anything content. It was just like, you know, relationship mm-hmm. stuff. Um, things that you don't like. Whoa, what's happening? Um, was Larry a part of the original Temple crew? No. Samantha, Larry, and myself, I think, are the outsiders. Right. And uh, Larry went to Drexel. I went to Westchester. And Samantha went to LaSalle. And we were brought in because we knew Kemp. Okay. And this guy is named Kemper Heron. And he was in the class, and uh, I was playing in a, a band, uh, and the bass player knew Kemp. And everything was like, I brought him, I brought in the waiter sketch. Mm-hmm. And he looked it over, and he's like, I'll, like, I'm gonna give you, I'll write you back, and I'll give you notes. Thanks. And uh, all I knew is that, like, he had a bunch of interested people like-minded people in like-minded in that like we want to do comedy whatever somehow yeah yeah um sketch related like there'll be writing and there'll be acting of these of like of sketches um and he called me and he's like hey we're meeting on wednesday come over bring bring it all i, I like I, I think you know i want you to, i want we want you there mm-hmm. we read the sketch all of a sudden, they're like, "All right, well, what, what, Samantha? What are you saying? Like, you have a place? Yeah, okay, so we can shoot this. Okay, so we'll, we'll start. Sh- we'll, we'll get this plan to shoot in two weeks." And I'm like, "What? My sketch is going to be shot in two weeks? Like, wow! How far after the beginning of Secret Pants art is this? Like, how new? How much are you? I think the they new were person? together. I think they were together for at least four to six months. Okay, like because I know like." As a class, a, a group of them were in the class, and yeah. then it. So they may have shot in. I was shot in. <laughs> That's like the fourth time we've done that tonight. Where? I've texted it. <laughs> I sent some. I texted it. I sent some Texas. Is another one I like. I worked in a cell phone store for a long time, so I like all of these things that like <laughs> you don't mean to say, but you just sort of like you don't. 
So I think they shot a sketch called King of Prussia, which was about like the yeah. real King of Prussia. I, I, I believe I've heard about this. I don't and think I I've ever seen it. Tomlinson Doors, which was um Yeah, I think they shot like well, Tomlinson Doors was a was a like a it, it it comes across as a PSA about um when your parents are fighting, like and like it's just a bunch of doors being closed by parents and like a kid like on the outside like so like a camera slowly pans mm-hmm. and like the kids just right there with a baseball mitt like just man mom and dad are always fighting mm-hmm. and I I really spoke to me like I I don't know like I know that wasn't my position like I was never like right <laughs> but I'm like this is awesome like this is every stereotypical after school special mm-hmm. and then it turns out to be just like because Tomlinson Doors is having a sale and it's just like. You know, a, a, it's it turns out to be a commercial for yeah this. Um, I think that's all they shot, and yeah, I mean, like then they said they wanted to shoot the waiter, and we were shooting something called uh, Water Cooler Mimery that Brian Craig wrote, um, and we ended up shooting that in in the King of Prussia Mall because I worked at the AT and T there, which was a singular. Sure. I should say it was a singular at the time, and our access to that area i could get into the mall like 24 hours a day it didn't matter i could always get into the king of prussia mall and we used that we we got in everything was being set up in our back room um while i was selling phones on the outside like during my shift and then we shut the gate to the to to the store in the mall the clerks and in the back room we had a water cooler and we shot water cooler mimery and it was great. It, like it, it felt awesome. It like it was a really cool bonding experience. We were obviously it was, could have got me fired immediately. Like, I could have gotten fired in like ten seconds. But you know it was worth the risk and it was cool and like I don't know. It it just felt it, it just it's like what you want to do. You know like isn't this part of the like the whole like it just felt like it should have been part of it at least like oh we're like we're doing this on the sly mm-hmm. and it's like gonna. In some way, shape, or form, this will probably end up, like, helping the sketch. Because we have to, like, get it and then get out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Secret Pants is basically a, a, a purely video group for a while. Oh, yeah. Because, at least back in the time, was it 04? Oh, yeah. 03, 04, 05? 04. 04. Um, there's no places like there's no there's no places well, that are like hey come do sketch comedy here. No, they're not. Here. They're not saying come at right, all. Like they're they're saying there are venues that have stages. Well, but they're not necessarily going to be. Yeah, the the wait staff was performing at the five spot and, um, right and uh, uh, Don Montre show. Well, you know, like in WXPN, like they had like a I, I forget what was going on up there at their at the, the place before right. it was XPN, but, um. I mean, they they were doing very well, and that's the thing. Like, if if you did comedy, it was improv or it was improvisers doing scripted comedy. Like, I mean, I I remember even going to a show at Latage that was, um, a collection of actors or improvise. It was either actors or improvisers or a mixture of both, um, who were reading editorials from the Onion. Mm-hmm. Like with permission, don't get me wrong. Like they, it was all on the up and up, but it was just an opportunity. It was it was like a, sort of an opportunity for them to showcase a character. And I felt like, well, this is cool. I'm going to watch The Onion live, but then I'm like, oh, none of you wrote this, right? And it really, I don't know why it made such a difference to me, but like I guess knowing the state and Mr. Show and SNL and SC, like knowing they were writer performers, yeah, like it it really. It, it meant something to me and knowing like um yeah it, it just that that like it, i don't know i i got a chip I, I had like a little chip on my shoulder about that so what's the first step of Sierra pants going live on stage like yeah that's 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 me and that's my fault um <laughs> no i like i i it's it is i mean uh so i was in a band mm-hmm. um and we were doing well. I mean, well enough. Um, we had gotten signed to a local label. Right. And as far as I was concerned, that was 
everything that I could have asked for because we were now able to like record an album without paying for it. Mm-hmm. And that was huge. Um, yeah, it's a very big thing when someone else is going to front the bill of. Yeah, that I'd gone to like first step. I'd gone to home studios in high school to record, and then like I had done like I'd gone to Maryland a couple times and like rented out time in, a, in another studio, and you know, you you do stuff with bands, and it's fun. I mean, it, it really is fun to play music live, and it's fun to play music to record. But there's a difference, and I think that's sort of the idea of like the writing of a, of a song and then you have to perform it live like that there's there is a difference yeah. right you know like you just some not all bands can can hack it but um i had a lot of connections in like into to venues sure and direct like yeah direct to the point where the sketch monopoly went viral and and when i say viral i want to be like I want to say lukewarm. It was enough to get on like the Comedy Central Insider blog, and it was enough that like we were getting it was getting shared in the infancy of YouTube, yeah. like to the extent that it was getting shared and people were like respecting it. I guess this it's like it wasn't. I didn't have a lot of negative. There wasn't so much negativity around it. Trust me, there's tons of things that i know that we've done that deserve negativity and um but still like in in the world before twitter and like the infancy of facebook we were blessed social media isn't a huge thing yet getting on the the county central insider newsletter is a pretty solid deal like we felt we felt great like we felt that it doesn't it means something and it means nothing. Yeah. But I, I feel that we felt that if this is what happens when we do work, we should keep working. Yeah. And we did. Um, But with Monopoly, like I got a, I got a call, like I'm like, you're out and, or, you know, seeing people or I got a call and on a phone at home and it's like, Hey, have you, do you guys perform live? And you just sort of sit there and you say, like, well, <laughs> and I think Bryce may have also fielded this call because our first show, like our first actual show, was at Muhlenberg College. It was the Muhlenberg fake improv show. I mean, whatever. That was a that was a fake sketch show. I mean, like it <laughs> it was long. I mean, it went it was an hour and a half, I think, show. Something, yeah, I remember. With just us. And we didn't know what we were doing and i think there may have been two funny pieces like out of the 12 that were performed i that was the big thing like we were our first show in philly was the kyber and we did that because the kyber liked our sketches and mm. they knew who i was through a friend who was in the band i had been playing with and he was also the sound guy there and you know then you go to the north star and it's like well I know the people who work there yeah. and you know, like, can we do a, a show there? It, I definitely. And, and I also at the time, like a year prior to this had been going out and watching a lot of comedy. Um, Cause I guess like 2002, I'm doing these classes and everything. And then like 2003, I'm just like, just imbibing it. Like I'm just going to every comedy show I can possibly see. And if there's something in Philly, I'm, I'm there. And a lot of the comedy shows in Philly like that, like like you'd see um, Eugene Merriman, Dimitri Martin, and um, Leo Allen like doing stand-up mm. at North Star or Kyber. And there's three stand-ups on one stage, and there's sort of like two people are commenting on the one who's going. So it's just very informal, and it was fun. Like, I missed this show, but Brendan Small did a sh- like a, a whole show at um, the Kyber. And I'm mm. like, oh, we should just do sketch like rock and roll like we should just do rock shows like sketch at rock venues because that'll work which was a a a a trend at that time because like you have and i don't know exact the exact timeline of when Patton started doing this with the comedians of comedy like they were going to the rock Mm -hmm. venues instead of because the idea that that he brings forth in that in that documentary was going to a rock club because comedy clubs are ticket plus items if you go to the comedy club uh, if you go to the rock venue 
probably cheaper rent, probably cheaper ticket. You don't have to do that. It's a much easier time for a 20 something. It's a cheaper night for a 20 something to go out and have an enjoyable time. Like, And they'll get you because you're, your audience knows like i don't know I don't, how do you feel like when i was a teenager through i don't know how many years prior to where i am right now but like i was like what's what's the trocadero you know what's going on at the north star what's going on at the tla what's going on and now it's you know yeah. the fillmore and johnny brenda's and um Union transfer and like these are huge or like it's a huger god damn it uh, these are huge ven like these are just bigger places and it surprises me like we are at Johnny Brenda's again based on a, a link I have yeah and and again it's like it's a link to the band world mm-hmm. and we used to play with this band Pattern is Movement and they're brilliant like they are. <laughs> They are musicians. Like, we were a band. They are musicians. And I I, I am lucky enough. Like, they broke up. They're doing their own thing or whatever it is they're doing. But um, I'm just so happy that, like, you know, we kept involved. Like, playing in shows together, but we also kept involved in each other's things. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just because I stopped being in, like the band broke up and we weren't going to be playing or you know with them anymore but they were touring and they were really touring and like south by southwest great you guys are yeah, playing that I, like i know I've crazy seen, like i saw a pattern with this movement open for some with someone i can't remember what show it would have been but yeah yeah and and, and they're a very like again they're a very stripped down like the the drummer uh is the one like i i know and uh, the rest of the band, like it, 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 at times, it's like there's a four piece, there's a three piece, there's a two piece, but like the two piece is like that's the heart and soul of the band, mm-hmm. is the singer, uh, guitar and the drums. There's just something about limitations or like stripping something out, or you, yeah. know, you have that that really helps. I feel, um, or or it can really bring about something original and new. I don't know. I, I I I had this idea in my head, and I think a couple of us all like Bryce does wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of refereeing, I don't want like to mischaracterize that at all. But he's a referee, and I think he has the same idea. You know, he looks at this all from a presentation standpoint. You know what? Uh, I I look at it like nobody wants to come see your shitty band. Right. You know, and his thing is like, if we're gonna do wrestling, then we need to like, if we're gonna do this, then we have to have it planned out. And it's got to be believable. And it's like there is we both yearned, I think, for live. I can I can definitely say that Bryce and I yearned to do this stuff live. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I was at Muhlenberg and I remember saying I I, I don't know if it was Samantha or Brian Craig. And um, but I remember turning to one of them, like looking out at the audience. I was like, this is really happening. We're really, we're really doing it. We're really doing a show. Like it just, it just felt surreal to me that this was. Although I had like everything that I had been doing was trying to get to that point, just to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It it just was surreal to me that we had actually accomplished that because I don't think we deserved it. I mean, you look at the people who performed at Muhlenberg, and I'm not saying that like that's a that's a. It's Carnegie Hall, <laughs> Olympic Stadium, and Muhlenberg. No, but it's but, still part of the, a college's right uh, a budget. But yeah, like they picked us over someone else that year, and I don't think they made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I I live the live stuff happened basically because there were some people that really wanted to do it, and I think the live stuff succeeded um, in that we learned our weakness. Like we learned that not everybody in this troupe should be in sketches. We learned that not everybody should be writing. Right. And you know, we're a group of what now? Five. I was going to say like how many would have been 13 at the, the Muhlenberg show. Yeah. Okay. Everybody had to be it was that in early. something. Okay. And the same thing with, for the first 
show we did at the Kyber and the North Star. And that I felt, you know, you just get into this. You're thinking about stuff that's not related to comedy at that point. You're starting to think about like, well, that person's only in a sketch and they don't have any lines. That's not good. Yeah. Can you give up a who's going to give up something to do the this? administration side of the comedy it part? Is. Like, yeah. And I feel, I definitely feel like there were certain, the people that are in the group now, like the, the, the they aren't like new, but I feel like the five of us were part probably like more so the administrative end of everything. Hmm. And the people that didn't speak up either didn't speak up or like, Nobody left. Uh, nobody left secret pants because they were kicked out. Mm. Everybody is left secret pants because they just don't have time for it, or they don't want to do it. Yeah. And either way, we respect it. And that's that's kind of like, I like that. I don't think anybody. I think that the idea that we have the ability to say that, like, if anybody ever wanted to come back or like do something with us again, that's not out of the question. But it's a matter of like, okay, well, is this just like a one-off or is this like, you know, you want to come every week again kind of thing? Yeah, because like, I mean, for the last couple of years. <laughs> Are you prepared to have supper every <laughs> week on a Wednesday? Sometimes. Like, because <laughs> that's what it's become. Uh, like, um, it's the five of you in the last couple of years with the holiday show and everything. I mentioned that it's the five of you, but Larry and Steve are still like nearby yeah like uh because uh, what was it the, the, there was one sketch recently that was like oh the five sum is a thing oh steve's in the, in the video cool like so like i always still consider them on like the periphery like mm -hmm. which and then they show up and do something funny yeah and it's great i know it bums larry out like when like he'll text me and he'll say yo are you guys doing the holiday show this year mm -hmm. and it's not like we didn't tell him but it is like we didn't tell him yeah because we know that he's he's not interested necessarily in oh, i don't want to even say he's not interested that's not right he's interested but feasibly it's not going to work out and he has a longer drive he has more responsibility now than he's ever had he has three children yeah, life, life life takes over yeah and part. i think life i mean even secret pants as it is now life has taken over I mean, there are there are many things that have, you know, comedy related, uh, scene related, mm -hmm. um, just personal life related that have interrupted some of our like our ability to be more, as involved as we want to be. Yeah. Like I, I started coming to really sh like be involved and in going to shows and stuff in about 2011 and Secret Pants did something on something at least monthly. Yeah. And had their own show two or three times a year yep. and now basically i'm living in a world where secret pants is just a holiday show don't maybe that. something else don't say that like but it is true <laughs> but don't say that <laughs> which is fine because the holiday show is still one of the you know best shows of the year so like i hope it is because if it's not we should so really, you make up for it we should really stop <laughs> like, if it's no good like but but it is true like we would rather I don't know if this is an answer to your question, but if it is an answer to your question, uh, let me know. It's it's more that that thing's a that thing's solid. We enjoy doing it. Yeah. And um, whether or not we're writing sketches, like it's not. I, I have to be honest. Like it's not like we're sitting all year long. Like we're writing that Christmas show. Yeah. Because we're not. And I, I mean, like right now, we're even talking about the idea, like. Hey guys, let's let's do what we do and wait until you know December first to even broach it, and we know what we have on our plate, but that's again the thing. At, at a certain point, a, like we all started to get involved in fit, and this is and that's what I was trying to to segue to is like. Uh, I mentioned you were my like teacher. I feel like that's my problem as well. Sketch 101. But it's not a problem. It's it's not a problem at all. It's just it's what happens. But uh, so you became the Sketch 101 teacher. Mm -hmm. And for the, for a couple years, 
you were the only one. Yeah, it was really awkward for me. And the producer of the sketch program uh, at Fit. Yeah. Um, how how do you become the teacher? How do you get into that role? Okay. Meg, uh, I guess the classes at Fit for Sketch started with Meg Favreau, and mm-hmm. she started Sketch Up or Shut Up. Yeah. And really, what was going on was all driven by Meg. And Meg, uh, well, Greg, Greg came to Paul and I one night at like uh, Tattooed Moms or yeah, it's Tattooed Moms, and he was basically saying like, "You gotta like, I want you know if I want you guys to be a part of this thing," and Meg did come to us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like Paul was doing a class, but at that point it wasn't one hundred and one. It was just like sketch writing, sketch comedy writing. Right. And there was no. There, like, were, there weren't levels yet. There no. And, and there wasn't really like there was a like Meg did write down what she does. But when I had my like I call it an interview, I feel like I, I felt like it was an interview because I was I don't know. Like if somebody comes to you and says like they think that you would excel at something or you would be able to handle this. Mm-hmm. Um, a, you either, like, there is a part of me that was like, yeah, I, I, I want to do that. Like, that would be cool. I, I think it's great. I like The idea to me that I could meet people like myself who wanted to do this, had questions, wanted best practices, wanted deadlines, like, wanted everything that I wanted. Um and that I could sit there and be like, yes, encouragement. Like, yes, do this. You're welcome here. Yeah. It, it was like, it was the world to me that I was given that opportunity because I feel like that's something that was shut off from me for a while. Most people aren't interested in helping you up right and i'm not saying that like helping you up like here's the secret i'm saying i would go to i went to high school and i ended up uh, i went to high school I went to this thing called high school i went to when i went to high school they were building the a like the av sort of like what would become like morning announcements that are not done over just the, mm-hmm. the speaker and there was a whole tv studio and that sucked for me Cause I watched it like coming up, but I couldn't really participate in it. But for a second, my yeah. senior year and it was gone. And then when I went to college, like there really wasn't anything to speak of. And then all of a sudden the IMAX came in and we could edit video and I could take VHS and upload it to digital. And I would go into the suite and they would, and the guy there would be, yeah, you know, like I'm kind of working like on my own projects. And so, like, I don't know, like, when I'm here, I'm, like, really focused on my own stuff. So, like, I'm not, like, watching and, like, it's not, like, I'm here, but I'm just not open. And, I'm like, he basically was saying, like, when we're open, we're closed. And when we're closed, we're closed. And all I wanted to do was just, like, bring in tape and fuck around with editing. Yeah. I, I just... I felt editing was important. I thought acting was important. I never wanted to act. Took acting classes in college because I just felt like if I'm going to tell some person that they need to act a certain way, I should probably understand have that baseline knowledge. Like where this is coming from. Even if I fail the course, I'll get to see other people excel. And yeah, I don't know. Like Meg came up to and we we, we met up and we talked and um I started a class and um, he made it clear, like, I want you to follow these things, but I also want you to, like, do your own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it was myself, Paul, Rob Banowitz, Tabitha Vidari. I don't know, there may have been other people, um, but Meg left. Like Meg was like, I'm going to L.A. Yeah. I'm out. And Meg came up to me and said, you know, will you will you take over SketchUp? And I loved it. I was like, that's great. This is everything that I like. 
I and I I've done it differently than Meg, and I don't think anybody really could. Like at this point, it's not like it's not a bad thing. It's just you know when Meg was doing it, it was just as much for her as it was for everyone else. Mm-hmm. So she was putting her material up, like and a lot of her material were were characters, and I, and I don't do that. I just don't like I. I feel like I have outlets. Yeah, you and just you just introduced the next thing, and there's two. Well, and I feel like I feel like what happened was that when she left, Greg came to Paul and I and said, "Like, what are we gonna do?" And Paul and I worked on Paul worked on a two hundred one. I worked on a one hundred one, and we couldn't get a 201 filled for the longest time because again, you know, like everybody takes the 101 for a different reason. Mm-hmm. I've got people that come in because they have gift certificates and it's not like I don't care about them. I care about them just as much. It's just when you're talking about the pitch to keep going, that's where the cutoff really like there is a cutoff there. There are people that just say no. Yeah. Um, like in, my 101 seven years ago with you I, I, i'm gonna say there was 10 of us mm-hmm. five of us were active and still did things throughout the city and five of them i've never seen ever again in my life like yeah um and i'm sure that happens in every 101 improv and sketch and you know whatever other classes in every theater in the city or not in, in on the country like right UCB probably has 101s that probably have a higher uh, rate of people not showing up again or doing anything ever again. I don't know what their current class like cap is, and I don't, and I know that like the the, the class I took was not considered like a 101. It was considered mm-hmm. like a specialty class, but 30 people seems a lot. That's a, that's a and big. I and I get upset when I'm over 10. Yeah. Like when I'm over ten and I've got like a buddy and like an extra or whatever, they call it. It's it's I appreciate what they're trying to do and how they're trying to stretch the resources, but it does end up affecting the ability to like get everybody to, in a time. Do actually reading things and yeah, and there, and and you get people and like this isn't a slam on anybody specific. It's just that. Everybody has had that moment where their sketch needs more more time than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. There is a time where somebody is just like, what is this? Or they didn't get a laugh at all during the reading in the room. And now it's sort of like managing their feelings. And mm-hmm. like they want to they go bit by bit. And you're like, I'm glad you made check marks against each of your jokes. But like. Yeah like we can't go over every single one of these but i i think like at a certain point you should recognize why some of these aren't hitting at that point mm-hmm. um but there are people that need more time and i don't know like it was awkward for me uh it's it was awkward for me to do it and uh all i all I wanted to do, and I think I succeeded, is open the doors in a way that was r- real and not like, hey, you know, the doors are open. Pay up. Mm-hmm. Like, there were people that didn't take classes that came to sketch up or came and did shows. Like, I didn't, I didn't care what, who, when. It was just a matter of meeting as many people as I could find. And getting into positions that I could meet more people to expand the possibility of having a sketch community. Like to actually make this thing happen. Brian and I talked for a long time, so there's definitely part two on the way, so stay tuned for that in the coming weeks. My first sketch is a Philly Sketchfest production. You can find out more information at phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter 
at PHL Sketchfest. The music on this episode is by the band Nono, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. Like my first sketch on Facebook, follow it on Twitter. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Go see some comedy.